Yeah, I'm in a weird I, I'm in a weird position now where I I've been asked the question more than once at this point. We're like, who are you rooting for in the Suns Clippers? And I was like, mm, boy, I did not <laughs> like. I don't want to. I'm not a real big fan of either of these teams, but I did settle on the Suns. Uh, didn't feel good, but uh, felt better than rooting for PG. That's exactly where yeah, I landed. They have fewer so. hateable players. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, outside of, I mean, outside of, uh, they don't have a Mar- Morris brother. Outside right. of Chris Zero. Paul, there's no right. uh, Pat Beverly. I also don't like Tyron Lue. Oh mm, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Which you know I'm, maybe you know maybe it's not his fault, but I don't like. Right. <laughs> it's kind of his fault. It's pretty punchable. <laughs> Joey, didn't you like pick uh, the Clippers in four or something like that? We'll talk about that during the show. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your stat of the week? <laughs> Agenda item number one is old business. <laughs> yeah, so uh, just prepare to... Uh, it'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm going to be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. Who doesn't love the bounce castle? Hitler. Just prepare to. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be awash in unbeatable goodness. Welcome, Pacers fans. You are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. Today is June 27th, 2021, and this is episode 536. Coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana, I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and season ticket holder. This show, mostly talking about coaches. You know, We've been talking about the players, I think, probably too much, and uh, when I head into the uh, 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 decision making, the decision makers out there, uh, people running it, and there's been a lot of coaching changes, including, of course, one for the Pacers, which we will be talking about. Um, I bet a fair amount. Uh, joining me this show are all three of our analysts, coast to coast, like buttered toast. First, from the high school home of Jameson Brewer, Silver Spring, Maryland, it's the Doctor Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up? Undebeatables. Uh, shout out to my wife this week. Uh, Jill is celebrating a birthday on Wednesday. So, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Shout out. Shout out. From Indianapolis, Indiana, he's our in-house bartender mixing up the drinks and the crappy jingles, John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? What is up, Undebeatables? Um, I'm going to shout out uh, a beer I was drinking earlier today. I believe it was... Uh, Lagunitas uh, Hazy Wonder, and it asked a question that broke my mind. Why is it that when people have revelations, we say the light bulb's going off instead of going on? Uh, we don't. We don't we, yeah, we don't say that. We definitely don't say that. <laughs> okay. Well, then it didn't break my mind. 
<laughs> I think I've heard people say that, but I, I would, I never would say that because I think it's wrong. Well, it's like the say, like we've talked about it before, like uh, on the wagon or off the wagon. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. say both things to mean the same thing, yeah. you know. And a gun goes so. off when really right. it's activating, right? Mm. <laughs> right, sure. it doesn't go off. Right, right. It went on. It went on. That was the problem. <laughs> right, right. Uh, and from uh, the uh, one of the lands of many guns, Boise, Idaho, out west, <laughs> it's our enforcer, John Harper. Here to fight another week, boys. What's going on, fellas? Uh, shout out to the beekeeper this week. Has a birthday coming up. Shout out. Yeah. Buzz, buzz, fool suckers. Fool suckers. <laughs> uh, and before we get into the show, we'd like to remind you, this show is brought to you by you over at patreon.com slash undebeatables. You can support us for as little as a dollar per month. Uh, some of the uh, higher tiers get uh, some beautiful things like uh, uh, a koozie shipped right to you. And... Um, access to uh, uh, a beautiful Slack community where uh, I have been posting infographics of uh, Paul George's shooting woes in crunch time. (laughs) (laughs) Which we look forward to getting into. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, So the big, big, several uh, big news announcements across the league. There's, I guess... um, well, I guess the big one that we want to talk about first is uh, the, co- the the Pacers have ended their coaching search and have signed a four-year, $29 million contract um, to a coach that will be returning to the Pacers and cementing his place on Colson's top 25 coaches of, of all time list, I, I would assume. He's coming back for a third uh, time, so that definitely bumps you up. Third time? Well, he was an assistant coach. Okay. Then okay. he was the head coach. Right. And now he's back. So Rick Carlisle back in the saddle. Um, I'm I'm really excited about this. You know, we we you know, I don't know if it was unanimous, but I think all I think most or all of us have called him one of the coaches that does matter. Uh, you know, we, we talked about it when he left the job in Dallas that he was, you know, his teams always played. They were always more than the sum of their parts and that was a big problem that that uh, our teams had you know this is the the team the Pacers have had the last two seasons I think was you know we would say hey we like all these guys and they're not playing that great um and uh you know hopefully um Carlisle can um can help the Pacers overcome that problem I, I'm excited about this you know he's 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 won a championship and um um, you know, he built a, a good culture there. I, I, I don't know what uh, uh, state the, the franchise is in right now. Of course, it's not all him, um, but uh, it does seem to be a little bit on fire. But I don't know that that's uh, that's on him. Um, so, what do you guys think, Harper? Uh, what do you think of the, you know, the the choice of coach and you know the the four year deal? I don't. And I guess the twenty nine million dollars, if you care a lot about that. But uh, you know, we, we signed him for four years, so. We'll, uh, we should see him for, for a while. Yeah, it's somebody else's money. I don't care about that. Right? Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, we, we know the guy, and we love the guy. I don't think any of us really wanted to see him go the first time around. So, um, by and large, uh, I think 
it's a pretty safe pickup. Uh, I don't know what the coaching search looked like behind the scenes, um, but it seems like we went with sort of um, the least scary option here, which, you know, is maybe fine. <laughs> You're super thrilled. <laughs> the least scary option, so maybe it's fine. <laughs> I'm really excited about this. I think uh, Rick Carlisle was a great coach for us when he was here. Uh, those teams are overachieved, you'll recall. Uh, he was the coach during the brawl. Um, he patched that team together. I think we had 17 players on the roster at that point, or 21 or something like that. Now that's not a big deal, but back in the day, we had like just we were picking guys up off the street and making them play basketball for us in the year after the brawl. And uh, he got that team to the second round of the playoffs. Um, he, uh, I think, is a, is a great tactician. I think he knows his X's and O's. Um, he has matured and gotten better and understands more who he is and who he is as a coach. Um, and he got to do that uh, under, you know, under somebody else's, uh, you know, paycheck, I guess. And uh, we get to reap the benefits of it, so. Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing is Gravitas. This guy has a ring, you know? Like, I think that there was an interesting Kravitz article uh, in The Athletic, and he basically has, has been making the argument over the last few pieces that he's written that, you know, all right, the, this locker room has chased off the last two coaches, two coaches in two years, basically. So really isn't this a player problem? I disagree with them on, on some of those points. I mean, you know, I think that the firing of Nate McMillan was, you know, justified at some level. And then, you know, it was a gigantic mistake that the the organization make and made in hiring Bjorkren. And, I mean, if that dude's a, a, a dictator-like <laughs> asshole, like, <laughs> players can voice that opinion. I have no problem with that. But... Uh, suffice it to say, the point is now that like Carlisle comes in and he's got a ring and he is, you know, he, I think is the 15th most winning coach of all time in NBA history or something like that. Um, has been in the playoffs, has done the dance, like, you know, hopefully, not even hopefully, he deserves respect of these players, right? And, you know, hopefully they will listen to that whatever advice he does to, to try to make them better and like make the team the best that it can possibly be. Cause he's done it before. So you got to trust. Right. Right? We've, we've seen it happen before. Right. What do you think, Joey? I'm, I'm a fan. I mean, I, you know, he, like, I, like you, it already said, like I was, <clears throat> I, I was sad to see him going the first, the first time, you know, there's been several coaches, you know, uh, that I, uh, it, you know, didn't want to see go. And this, I think this may have been another one of those, um, uh, sort of birds fall victim of birds philosophy of just hearing a new voice. Um, you know, so this was back then. And then, uh, um, uh, our friend Vogel, you know, got the same, same thing happened to him as well. Also has you know, a I ring. wanted, right. Also also has has a ring. So it's like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. We could do some math here, connect some dots. Uh, <laughs> And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I was actually surprised that we, you know, as an organization maybe had the cachet to, to get him back. You know, he, 
this guy could walk away from his job in Dallas knowing that you know there's other all these other vacancies, you know, either he's going to take one of them if he likes it or or you know wait a year if he wants to keep coaching and somebody will pick him like he's he's you know the the, the as we've seen the the it is a coaching carousel you know there's not that you know the the ten years are not that long and so there will be a job open soon for him um, so I was kind of impressed that we were able to get him back you know so um you know as a small market you know i feel like he's a you know premium premium he's a top shelf coach you know and and, uh you know i know he you know one thing of course that helped had to have helped is um that he was here before and and clearly still had a, a good enough relationship with with the organization that that uh you know this was something he wanted to um get back into so yeah, yeah. Um, On that point in this Kravitz article, that you know, Carlisle comments, in, Indiana is a special place for me. Uh, it's been uh, a really important place for me, uh, for my growth as a coach, man, and father. Remember, my daughter was born there. You don't forget those things. I mean, look, it's Indiana. It's all basketball all the time. We want to get this right. So, I mean, he's, you know, has a high opinion of this place. And also wants to respects like what it its fans deserve, I think, um, or expect at least, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they, there's a nice article uh, today in the Indy Star um, where you know he says, "Look, you know the exosomes are important, but the culture is the most important thing." And uh, it's easy to start creating culture and sacrificing for each other if you start playing defense, and so that's where we're going to start. And I was like, I'm, I like the. To, to hear those things <laughs> sure play for each other my you know my only word of caution here is that rick carlisle was part of an organization that three years ago uh really went through the ringer with some very bad news and while there's no real indication that rick carlisle had any complicity in the you know nasty stuff that was happening over there um you know it is just something to keep an eye on um you know he seems like a stand-up guy and always has um you know, but the first thing that we always need to do is make sure that we're protecting the organization and, uh, you know, treating everyone with respect from top to bottom. So, sure. Well, he also yeah. nominated uh, or, or backed Jason Kidd as his replacement coach in. in uh, yeah, I have feelings about Jason Kidd Dallas, in Dallas. Exactly. Too, I think like we all do. About him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, mean, I didn't feel great about that. Um. You guys, uh, before we move on to the other ones, I would like to talk about this this for a while. You know, this is a big, you know, you know, this isn't normal for for the Pacers team to to, to have like sort of tumultuous, uh, uh, you know, reigns of coaches. You know, it seems to be, you know, kind of go for a bit. It's you know, switch it up if you you know, switch it up after four years or something like that. And um, but so I'm, I'm hoping you know. Well, they signed him for a four-year deal, and and uh, you know expect that they would uh, after two years of paying double coach salaries, um, <laughs> they're going to probably lay off that for a little bit. Um, but you know, I'm hoping this just sort of comes in, uh, you know, imprints himself on the organization in a, in a good way, and then and then uh, you know, hopefully we we uh we see some good results out of that you know miles turner is from texas if that i'm not sure if that'll make a difference for sure but uh you know there's uh you know maybe a, a bit of a connection there and do you do you guys see any you know particular player that 
Um, the Colson, do you think there's any particular player that that uh, Carlisle might have a, a, a you know extra good relationship with that that might uh, or like their you know philosophies might uh, work well together to you know move this team on to the next level and and it's it's the le- next level is not that high <laughs> <laughs> no i think that's a good question i you know uh carlisle is known to be a little bit of a prickly personality he can definitely be um divisive um players seem to play for him pretty hard but also sometimes you get a rondo who just wants to quit on you in the playoffs and you get sent home um that may say more about rondo than it does about carlisle but uh at the same time um you know He'll have to navigate that, but he knows that about himself, and and I'm I'm less worried about it. I think he will, um, I think he'll be good for for Miles Turner. I mean, off the top, like you know, he, he's got uh, he's a big man with a jumper, you know, and and uh, Carlisle Carlisle did a fabulous job with a Dirk Nowitzki. Not that Miles Turner is that, but I can see maybe pulling some of the uh, some of the old plays out of the um, the old bag um, for uh, for Miles Turner. Um, I also think that uh, this is going to be a new chance for um, for Malcolm Brogdon, who has kind of had a bumpy start with us. We just keep we keep changing coaches. He seems to be excited about backing each coach, and then um, they keep leaving. So uh, I'm hoping that he can kind of create a special relationship with uh, with coach, and they can kind of work hand in hand. I um, I like one you know one thing that you said there was the. Uh, um with Miles Turner, you know, there may be a good, you know, he's got experience in that area, but also, um, you know, if he's, if he's going to bring some focus on defense, you know, that's, uh, Turner's bread and butter. Um, you know, maybe he can, uh, uh, you know, sort of build that defense around Turner, um, and, and we'll hopefully keep him healthy too, but, um, <laughs> Just wrap him, him in that, bubble wrap. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Get him in that DPOI uh, discussion again next year, maybe. Uh, Harper, is there anybody um, that you think he he might particularly help, Carlisle? I mean, I think that you know it's it's hard to say who will benefit the most, you know, from from a you know improvement standpoint that's always a little bit hard to guess we'll see what you know his development staff looks like and who he brings in as assistant coaches but i do expect that he and sabonis will have a great relationship i mean sabonis is just such a sponge out there um and you know just such a basketball nerd uh, that i think that those two guys are getting along really well and i think that uh, he he will definitely reap huge benefits uh, obviously he's not the defensive force that miles turner is it just doesn't come as naturally but that doesn't mean that He's not going to be an effective player, and you know, as a coach, I can't imagine that. You know, Domus isn't a great guy to have playing for you between his effort and his IQ, and uh, and just the attitude that he brings to the game uh, into the locker room. So, and I think Carlisle's going to challenge him to play a little bit more defense too. Like, I mean, I think you're just going to see a little bit more out of it, even if it doesn't as come as naturally to him as it does Turner. Um, you know. I expect to see an improvement on that side for him because I mean, of Carlo. I think he'll be. Did you watch us play defense last year? I think everybody is. On everybody the will be a little bit better. Hopefully, a lot yeah, better, right? Yeah. No, I think that. I mean, that the the wonderful thing about Carlisle is that he is one of these coaches that that can evaluate the talent on his roster very well. He understands personnel, 
and he knows um you know strengths and weaknesses of of his guys and and is clever enough to design offenses and defenses that accentuate those strengths right and so i think that a lot of guys are going to benefit right yeah um i think especially like guys on the bench you know i think of an aaron holiday who you know coaches that we've had so far haven't quite figured out the right way to utilize him in a way that we all can see the talent and confidence sort of dripping from him right and i feel like carlisle is going to be is smart enough to unlock that or whatever and in special ways and figure out lineups that really highlight you know his his talents and whatnot um yeah i don't know he he, he's just one of these you know he's not a cutting edge newfangled coach he's not gonna outpace and out you know space you or whatever but he also led like one of the top offensive teams in the league the last you know two or three years in terms of you know efficiency and um uh, offensive rating and stuff like that so three-point shooting uh, you know yeah three-point shooting right like he's he's a smart cat like and he will look at the roster up and down and and you know make good things happen my big question is what is this so okay so let's say carlisle was you know probably the the top pick of of picks you know that we had you know uh, outside of Popovich, maybe. Right. Like. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, the you, you got to still make that. You got to you got to make the call and just at sea. <laughs> right. Hey, Pop, exactly. you want you want to move to Indy? Right. Yeah. Um, what do you think now the ceiling of this team is? You know, like there's some good teams in the Eastern Conference, and without major player person like i like all of our talent and i think carlisle has said as much you know kp said as much or pritchard said as much when he was you know doing his his uh press conference when he after he fired brooklyn um but you still got brooklyn you got milwaukee you got an up-and-coming hawks team you got a celtics team that's um had a down year who else is out there there's another team you got the knicks you gotta worry about course ain't having to worry about the knicks miami right miami is a tough team like is this a a move that gets us securely into the top four in the eastern conference no not securely into the top four i think that's asking too much um i mean the last couple years with luca and an inferior roster you know he's winning you know 57 and then 58 percent of his games I think we got a better team. I think it's, you know, it, we win 60% of our games next year. I, I think that that'd be a heck of a good start. That's a 50 win season. And, uh, I, I mean, I think that should be the sort of, you know, th- th- that's the minimum of where you want to get to. I think, I think that with the strength of those top four teams, you're going to have to be, you know, to be safely in the top four, you're in the high fifties. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So in a in a regular year, in a non COVID compressed year, the Nets are a sixty win ball club mm-hmm. and the Right. The As Bucks are, the are Bucks. probably a high fifties yeah. to sixty and yeah. Okay. So, uh, Jason, I remember you used to do this thing uh, that there was like uh, kind of your uh, expected middle and then your high and then your low or whatever. Mm-hmm. Would fifty be the the expected middle then, Harper, or would it be like the low you've got to get to because we've we've upgraded the coaching staff? 
I, I would say that it's it's the middle. I think that 55 would be a, a, a pretty ambitious goal for us, depending okay. on how injuries shake out. 45 is not an unacceptable result. Sure. Um, okay. Obviously, it's not where you want to be, but uh, it would still be. Yeah. Still we should be, be aiming for, for 50. <laughs> yeah. And if everything goes right, 55. Yeah, that's that seems reasonable. Right. Exactly. The minimum is a, a playoff berth. You know, oh, yeah. I think we got to get in the top six. Right. Like, I think yeah, I think yeah. minimum is top six. Um, don't have to play in the sure. play-in games anymore. Like, let's just go in. Um, let's just that that's got to be the baseline. Yeah, I yeah I think uh, yeah I, I think the you know yeah the ceiling not the ceiling but the the high end is is top four. Um, you know, one thing that I you know we didn't we didn't have T.J. Warren last season and we had you know we had plenty of other injuries you know between Oladipo and and uh, Karis Levert. You know, these are, are top tier players that you know we didn't have access to for for much of the season. So, you know, I I'm cautiously optimistic. You know, with with if with the upgrade in the, in the coach and then coaching staff and then um, potentially you know knock on wood, but like having a healthy season next year with with uh, you know a healthy T.J. Warren, you know, just everybody, all, all these good players. Yeah. Even like, just we an, weren't just an missing average level of injuries. Would be yeah, good. exactly. You know, and and it's like, look, you know, we, we weren't missing our our six man, even though we also were missing our six man. But um, <laughs> you know, it was like you know multiple starters were out for the whole season. You know, so um, you know that was. Uh, I'm thinking, oh, you know, Carlisle plus a healthy team is, you know, could be dangerous. Uh, you know, come playoff time. So well, and I know it's been COVID, and like we all forget what uh, real basketball is like. But I think we're just going to be shocked uh, of, to see competency on the floor. Like I think I just think we forgot what that looked like, and Carlisle is going to bring that to this team. This this was a really incompetent team this year. <laughs> it was yeah. tough to watch. I mean, the other real strength that I've always liked about Carlisle is his ability to manage games. Right, so game to game to game, he probably is worth five wins just himself. Like calling timeouts at the right spot and like regrouping, like recognizing early that this lineup or this matchup is just not working, or this lineup or this matchup could really exploit something on the other team and getting it out there and like really capitalizing on those situations. And I think that that type of he's done this a long time. Right, like he had, he's gonna come in and he's gonna have a plan. He's gonna plan, have a plan for every game. He's gonna have a plan for every month, the whole year. Like he's, yeah, he's good. He right, he's hard. gonna be a good coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm excited too to see who else he brings on. I mean, you look at uh, you know Jamal Mosley, the current assistant coach in Dallas, who arguably should now be their head coach, but isn't. Mm. I mean, he could easily put together a staff from which you know in four years, if if you know, Carlisle decides to retire, we could be plucking our next head coach as well. So, um, you mm. know, setting up a culture That's of nice. winning and, you know, bringing in other good basketball minds to help manage on a day-to-day basis, um, you know, is going to be a huge deal. I think the guys are going to be super excited. I'm super interested to see, like, I don't know how these pieces fit together right now, especially with TJ Warren coming back. I'm going to be real interested to see, you know, what we, yeah. what we trot out there. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. Uh, um, question just to all you guys: How many times do you think we're going to need to uh, separate our uh, coaches and players during a game that they're yelling at each other? Uh, What's the over/under on that? You think Foster's going to make the cut because that matters? 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, mean, I, I would assume Carlisle would want to bring in his own people, uh, but I don't know. I, I don't think Foster's his people, if I had to guess. <laughs> I mean, right, right. So I'm going to go with zero. uh, I'm going to say that, yeah, the over-under is (laughs) (laughs) 0.5. Colson's taking the over. Yeah, he's taking the over. Oh, I'm taking the over. wheels turning. I'm taking the over. (laughs) How far over is the question? Well, it just maybe you think it's Car- Carlisle and Brogdon are going at it. Like, no, you know, not Brogdon. I think 45. it's. I think it's. Uh, I think uh, Carlisle and uh, Jeremy Lamb are going to like just slug it out mid mid court. <laughs> oh, mid court. Mid court. This is so. This is during the game, like just fit. He'll just, just right? Carlisle's just going to run out and tackle him. <laughs> you don't think he would send a send a goon to go do it? No, I mean, Carlisle's a man. He's a stand. He can take. He was yeah. a pl- he's a former player. You yeah, know? that's right. Exactly. If he's gonna, if was he an enforcer work. though? That's the question. Uh, come on, he could take a punch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he played in like the eighties. So yeah, yeah. everybody <laughs> everybody had to scrap. Right. You carried switchblades in your pants in the eighties. <laughs> that's why they outlawed pockets in those things. <laughs> that's so. right. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's called it's the Carlisle rule. Little known. Little known. Uh, well, good. I'm excited. I'm excited about this. Um, uh, you know, I'm looking to see how this goes. Like I said, with with uh, you know, nearly like dream coach. You know, in in my opinion, um, plus a healthy team, which we you know, I I really like. You know, most of these guys. You know, not all of the the contracts are are, are settled. Um, the draft is is coming up here. Uh, also, we got the thirteenth uh, pick. By the 13th way, 13th pick, lucky 13. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, there's still some pieces to settle, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic and I'm going out on a limb and say, I don't know, I might uh, in, watch these games now. Yeah, uh, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm back on watching Pacer basketball now. <laughs> good, good. I'm so glad that, got that so my. Low. <laughs> I'm so glad that my fellow podcasters are going to watch the team that we talk about on the. Show that's so good, nice job, guys. So, Way to come! So welcome we've, back. We've had a nice, yeah. <laughs> uh, we've had a nice Carlisle gasm here, and so <laughs> do we want to invite Connie on for like the the anti take, or do, do one of you guys want to summarize her? Uh, yeah, well, so basically, she was just like, "I'm not that thrilled. Like, I don't think he's that good of a coach. Like, um, you know, he won with Dirk, and he had Luca, and like, you know, I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, yeah, but he beat the the heat she's like we were never that good when he was here and da, da, da. i don't know <laughs> all right we got to give connie yeah. a refresher i mean he won 60 games and then probably would have won a title not if not for the malice and the power sure yeah now in or fairness had a good shot at a title at least rick carlisle has won 50 games once since 2010 2011 mm. okay right okay um, that's fair like i said he's coming from an organization that has had its issues mm-hmm. and he was the longtime coach of, I mean, you can say what you want about Rajon Rondo, but that was Rick Carlisle's player who had a national blow up in the middle of the playoffs. Like that's not right. a great look no matter what. Right. Um, you know, and I, I call this a safe pick, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that he's going to lead us to the, you know, 
promised land at this point, right? I don't think he's going to reinvent basketball here for us and, you know, no. turn us into a dynasty overnight. Uh, I think it's a very safe pick. I think it's a, a pick that, you know, fans are going to be comfortable with that, you know, like you guys said, that uh, the locker room will feel has cachet and that should go a long way. Um, but it's, you know, safe does not mean without risk, right? Uh, and some of that was opportunity cost, right? What, you know, we didn't hire Becky Hammond, right? We didn't take Jamal Mosley. So right. we went with, you know, an old head who we know does a great job. And, you know, I think we'll do a great job with these guys. Um, but it wasn't the only option available to us. I mean, c- considering the trauma that Kevin Pritchard just went through, like, it's totally an understandable psychological move to be like yeah let's just get somebody in here to steer this ship for a few years and like coast us to a a a middling playoff team (laughs) let's 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 see if we can get to the second round and i don't have to yeah let's try to get to the second round yeah you know once out of the next three years let's not get swept but that's not the kind of ambition that thrills me as a fan i I agree i agree (laughs) i'm just i'm just saying that the psychology behind the decision for pritchard makes a lot of sense under these and i certainly don't disagree but you know like we were talking about a couple weeks ago you know if, if the goal is to win a championship i don't know if this gets you a ton closer Right, right. But you agree that that uh, he is uh, a coach that has a, a proven track record and probably the best coach available, right? I mean, I, that, that we've seen, and we I guess there is there is a Becky Hammond or a you know there are guys out there that we don't know, but you know from from the carousel of the of the guys that keep getting you know from guys um, who have been fired and stepped down, yes, he's the best amongst those. Yeah, okay, there you go. That's what I was that's what I was hoping you'd say. Okay. Well, we'll uh, we'll see how this shakes out. I I, say, I have a uh, cautiously optimistic attitude, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm and also I'm just glad it's done. You know, this, so we didn't have this like long, you know, like la- the last time was you know it felt like it took too long, and then we got this answer, and we, and we all were like, you know, so who is this dude? Uh, <laughs> Good like, point. All right, he was. You know, and then we're like, all right, well, I, you know, it's like, hey, we'll just give him a shot. And then we did. And, you know, it was yeah, it turned it. out the way it turned out. Yeah. But, uh, all right. Weren't we like five and two to start the season? Something like that? Thought we were probably going to that that new coach smell. Time. That's right. That's right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, I, w- I want to take a quick break here and then. Uh, uh, there's other coaches' jobs that uh, are available and were filled. I want to talk about those. Um, uh, maybe not in quite as much detail, but um, I do want to talk about them for sure. Uh, there's a couple that are still out there and, and uh, a couple interesting ones. So let's uh, do that in the second half, and uh, we should have time for an undegoogable Colson. Uh, we can probably uh, enlighten you. If we, if I always need help. I always need help. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Okay, we'll, uh, we'll be back in a few minutes.
We are back from the break. Before we get into to more uh, coaching talk, uh, Colson, you and I were watching the uh, the, the Clippers uh, uh, Suns game four the other last night, and we were uh, we were commenting on the lack of field goals that were being made, um, and our <laughs> friends over at the uh, 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 Basketball Reference uh, sent in, in the newsletter. Uh, commented on that and it was the uh, you know every once in a while they they you know most days they they, they uh, have a nice highlight of uh, you know a performance uh, but uh, this one was a, uh, a low light and it was most of shots I'm sorry most shot attempts to tie or take the lead in the fourth quarter uh, of a playoff game without a make since 1997 and um, Paul George the newest member of the club uh Game four, he took uh, six uh, attempts to take the lead uh, or tie and missed all of them. And playoff also, P. <laughs> playoff P. Um, you know, the the biggest surprise, Colson, you, you were calling this one, was that uh, he was going to hit the side of the backboard, but uh, he failed to do that. He hit the rim. He hit the rim most couple times. couple times, you know? yeah. I, um, I, and those things don't count the uh, free throws he missed down the stretch, too, so I appreciate no. that. Um, about it. It, was, it was really delightful to watch uh, the, the Clippers just melt down with uh, Paul George just gunning for the win and just continuing to miss. It was, it was epic. I also liked when Reggie Miller, or sorry, Reggie Jackson demanded the ball. <laughs> <laughs> in the fourth quarter, and then just jacked up a, just jacked up a terrible shot. I was like, that was why yeah. he wanted it. Oh, <laughs> uh, so great! Oh man, I hope this. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, actually, I hope this series goes on a little bit longer so PG can embarrass himself more. <laughs> uh, I feel a little bad hating on this guy so much, but. Uh, I don't know. Why? He wrecked your franchise. <laughs> well, I mean, we actually came out of that better than we should have. Sure. Uh, no but he was but a that little was, bitch that about it, with, and he had nothing to do with helping us. He had nothing to do with that. He actually right. made it harder for us to trade him. And then he, uh, you know, look look what happened to OKC. They're in shambles. Right. You know? So I don't feel bad about talking schmack. Yeah. I hope he misses game winners forever. He is. Uh, I mean, I guess it's it. So the 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 list uh, here is. So he was 0 of six. Donovan Mitchell two years ago was 0 of six. Um, Kevin Durant was 0 of five in 2016. LeBron James, uh, Russell Westbrook, and I don't know. Maybe a surprise uh, uh, name on this list: Andre Miller mm-hmm. in 2005 uh, missed five uh, shots, game winners. Uh, in the fourth quarter. Well, you know, PG's always said he wanted to be on, you know, lists that, that those types of players That's were right. on. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Just, and, and, and he is. Yeah. So, I mean, you, yeah, I mean, Reggie Jack is not on this list, you know? Not yet. Uh, mm. Not yet. He's got to demand the ball more. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't watch the post game, but I'm assuming PG just threw Reggie Jackson under the bus. <laughs> Probably. That sounds about right. He does love throwing people under the bus. Yeah. 
Um, I did want to cover the rest of the the coaching changes. Um, well, so the one in Dallas that uh, you know filling uh, filling in the, the Rick Carlisle spot. Uh, Jason Kidd was hired, of course. You know, uh, played there for for uh, several years, and um, I guess Carlisle endorsed him. Uh, Jason, do you have any particular feelings about uh, uh, Jay Kidd in in uh, Dallas? I don't think Jake Kidd's that great of a coach, so I don't know how this is going to go for them. They yeah. had a big front office shakeup. You know, they signed like some former like Nike uh, rep or something like that is their uh, GM now. So something like that. He has some ties to players somehow, endorsement deals and whatnot. And so the theory is that they'll be a better free agent destination i think is the idea um i don't know i i i think that you know this is a brilliant move by rick carlisle to say <laughs> you know who you guys should really hire <laughs> this guy that i coached to a championship jay kid because he's a real good coach just to screw them over because he got screwed over by the the franchise it's not bad it's not a bad theory it makes him look better too right like if they, if Kid they comes in and blows the thing up. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just think optically it's 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 tough. I mean, a guy who's been convicted of uh, beating his wife, um, going to a place that's already wordy, you know, working on, sure, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff that had to do with misogyny and, and sexual harassment in their you know upper management stuff. It, it doesn't look great. I'm not saying that Jason Kidd hasn't you know stopped doing those things, but it just optically looks looks poor. So, yes, I thought that was an odd decision. Yes, that's a terrible decision on that yeah. front. Also, yeah. not as Jason said, not a very successful coach. Um, in his lone stint with the the Nets, he tried to orchestrate a coup before getting traded. Right. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know why you want that guy on your team. And then, like, his stint with the Bucks was pretty ignominious. Like, definitely underachieved there. And the second he was gone, that team looked way, way better. I don't understand why anybody wants this guy at all. Yeah. The guy, the thing he's best known for as a coach is uh, is or- orchestrating a player bumping into him to spill uh, coke on the floor so he could get a free timeout. That is yeah. that is right. Pretty genius. Yep. I mean, it's a nice move. Like if it were like Popovich, and you're talking about like a 30 year career and five titles, and like, oh yeah, remember that one time he was like so smart that he had, yeah. you know, Tony Parker bump into him and he spilled a coke. Like that'd be great, but. But when it's when it's your only move, <laughs> the only thing your you're not. <laughs> yeah, and and then uh, the other things he wanted to make. What did he wanted to make Giannis a point guard, right? Giannis and Dacupo a point guard, and he, um, yeah, and the coup. Yeah, I remember that. That was the, <laughs> and the, and the coup. Oh yeah, the coup. <laughs> what was the coup? I don't. Uh, oh God! It was, yeah, how did that go? Um, basically. He, there was a power struggle between him and the and the rest of his coaching staff. Is that right? Uh, then the the GM then was Billy King uh, out in okay. Brooklyn, and so okay. uh, after the, they they lost a first rounder to the Raptors, and yeah, I, I can't remember exactly what he was doing, but yeah, that plan didn't work. <laughs> yeah, 
and he immediately you know, got ousted. He, yeah, he, he thought he was going to be able to come out on the right side of that power struggle. He did not. With a GM, yeah, and that's not yeah. how that works. Or really even, I, I, like I said, I just organizationally, I just don't even kind of understand why this guy is being offered jobs. I mean, he's just not shown a propensity for, you know, acting well within or without organizations at all. So good luck, Dallas. I mean, silver lining is it's probably one of the easier coaching jobs in the NBA. It's like, uh, give it to Luca and get it get, get out, out of the way. way. <laughs> Just go do stuff. And then on defense, like get in front of people. Like that's yeah. all you need to do. <laughs> I know basketball, <laughs> right? <laughs> um. All right, so. That is uh, the Dallas hire. The Portland Trailblazers, um, Chauncey Billups has been hired. Um, Harper, you are a, a resident Blazers expert. Uh, did I catch wind that there uh, there's some rumors that Lillard wants out? Um, did that hiring become official today? I believe so, yeah. Did it? Okay, well, there you go. So, let's, Well, let's... Uh, <laughs> Let me let me double check here. Going into the process, you know, Dame had said that his front runners were Jay Kidd and Chauncey Billups. So okay, okay. Um, Jason Kidd withdrew from the process ostensibly because he was uncomfortable with the best player endorsing him. More likely, he was just more comfortable in Dallas and was waiting to be offered that position. Um, both of those guys have some pretty checkered histories and <laughs> and have faced uh some pretty serious court allegations for which while they didn't serve time they both settled out of court so uh, again organizationally maybe a little shaky um on that front for chauncey and then it seems like the city is pretty pissed about the hire for you oh. know, the rape allegations that chauncey had faced okay so then that backlash landed on Dame. So now Dame's unhappy because most of the reason that he's been so loyal is because of that fan base. And so you turn against your best player on a team that's not doing a great job of competing for a championship. And that certainly does make for a recipe for him wanting to get the hell out of there. So uh, I'd be very careful if I were a Portland fan right now throwing shade at, at my best player. Yeah, and I guess I'm looking at an article as of today. It's... The report is that the Blazers still plan to hire him, but it is not official as of now. I guess they announced there was some announcement, and there was the back, the back, the backlash. Right. So they, it's, it sounds like they hired him two days ago, and then there's this blowback, and, and they unhired right. him. Yeah, now it's sort of in the air. <laughs> yeah, oh, not man. not going great in Portland right now. Good lord! All right, well. Uh, as the back ma- backlash mounts over Trailblazers' decision to hire Chauncey Billups, <laughs> Damian Lillard could leave. <laughs> Great, cool. Definitely not what you're looking for. I, you no, know, you know, no. one of our players didn't want to play for our coach last season. We powered through that. How'd that turn out for for <laughs> us? You know, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, it's fine. We just like threw away a season in the meantime. You know, right? I mean, Dame could just sit out all year with an injury. Quote unquote. Exactly. That would be a super good case for Portland <laughs> rather than losing totally. him because there's no way to replace that guy. You know, I do I do have some suggestions 
uh, to replace him. Uh, have you heard Is of a guy Jeremy named? Lamb? Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Have you heard of the sauce? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, dear, sorry. Yeah, we'll trade we'll trade Brissette for Dame, and then uh, Jeremy Lamb for Zion Williamson. Uh, that's right. And we'll right. be all good. Well, good, good to go. Um, out there still, so the Pelicans still have no coach. Uh, after Stan Van was let go, uh, the Magic have no coach. Um, the Wizards have no coach. I'm sorry, did you say uh, did you say no hope or no coach? <laughs> well, <laughs> which team? <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> I mean. Uh, I think the Magic have hope because they're in Orlando and it's nice outside, yeah. you know, normally. Sure. So And they're going to hire know, worst Hardaway? Case scenario. They love Hardaway. Why not? So the, the list I'm looking at here, uh, Becky Hammond, Jason Kidd, I guess not him, um, <laughs> Wes Unsell Jr., Willie Green, Charles Lee, uh, and Jamal Mosley are um, candidates. And there's some others as well. Uh, but we'll see. What about uh, what about Boston, Joe? Yeah, Boston hired a coach. Ime Udoka. Sounds I think pretty that's good. How you say it? Yeah. Um, he's uh, been hired uh, to replace Brad Stevens. He was a, a, an assistant coach for the Nets, Sixers, and Spurs. Yeah, he's off the pop um, tree. Yeah, or most recently and, at least. Um, and he was a member of Team USA staff at the. 2019 World Cup. I'm assuming of basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Does not specify. Most likely. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, press loves this guy. Um, they're saying he's the next Brad Stevens. Um, I mean, he is the interim Brad Stevens until Brad <laughs> Stevens comes back right. for his job. Right. right. Uh, but one of the new young bright minds, uh, apparently ton of leadership skills, the kind of things that you would check on if you were going to hire a coach, you know, sort mm. of thing. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Very good defensive coach, apparently, too. Yeah. And uh, both, uh, I think, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are, are super in on this guy. So if your two best players are in, then that's that's a good sign. I, I think this is a good hiring for Boston and, you know... Um, Stevens making an impact very early as a GM here. Yeah, ditching uh, ditching Kemba, hiring his replacement, all that done within the first yeah. week of work. Not bad. Yep, right. He wants the summer off. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, after <laughs> the draft, he gets draft. It, yeah, <laughs> knock that out. <laughs> <His> coast. <laughs> Let the coach do it. Um, Are we gonna see a woman hired in this? That's yeah. I mean, Becky Hammond's name. So there's two, two, two. Uh, women that are have been discussed. Uh, Becky Hammond, who we've been talking about for several years at this point, um, she's interviewed. I mean, she's basically she's interviewed. Uh, Hoops Rumors shows all the you know people that have interviewed for each job, and she's on oh, I think all the lists or almost mm-hmm. all the lists. She should be. Um, and then in uh, uh, New Orleans, uh, there the uh, assistant Teresa Weatherspoon. Mm-hmm. Is uh, sure. she is uh, um, one of the you know top uh, top targets? So um, it's uh, it's possible. I'm assuming we have to wait like five more years just because that's how 
America works. Maybe. <laughs> but, that's uh, what I'm going with. I, I mean, that's my over under. <laughs> I mean, there's there there's certainly some uh, uh, you know things to be gained by these. Uh, you know, Becky Hammond has been just super highly regarded for a long time. So yeah, but um, but she has boobs. She doesn't have a penis, Joey. These are things that are going to really hurt her candidacy. I don't know how to respond to that. Uh, I, I don't. I don't deny that she has those, but uh, uh, whatever. I think. Uh, I think she's going to be. She would be a fine coach. Oh, I'm not saying she wouldn't be a great coach. I'm just saying that that those things are going to hinder her ability to get hired for being a coach. Someday she will be a great head coach. As That's well right. As right. A great assistant coach. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Harper, you look like you have something to I say. I was going to say, I doubt it's going to be in New Orleans, but. <laughs> <laughs> and this year. Yeah. Right. Maybe not in Florida either, but. Oof. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> Shots fired. Have you been to Florida? I try. Not great. Try and stay away. <laughs> the weather's nice. When there's no hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Or flooding. Or flying gators. Flying Frozen gators? Iguanas. Shark right. tornadoes. Yeah, shark tornadoes. <laughs> it's a real it's a real problem. Look it up. <laughs> They've made a couple documentaries yeah, about it. Documentary. <laughs> Chainsaw was involved, if I remember correctly. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, Colson, um, I think before we go, uh, I'd like to uh, to do it under Google. Okay. If you've got uh, something handy. Sure. I'm just thinking about it. Like, how did he pick the right shark? How did he not chainsaw the, his his girlfriend that he was saving? I don't know. It's just a lot of skills. He's got skills. <laughs> Listen, you don't do crazy stuff unless you know you're going to succeed. I mean, I, personally, I think I need to watch the tape again to mm-hmm. to really dissect it. But mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, um, we want a we want a short one, a short and easy one. Um, you have all your ducks in a row. Why do you have all your mm-hmm. ducks in a row? Uh, let's see. I think that that is okay. So the the uh, idiom is conveying the idea that everything is in order. Yep. Right. All lined you, up for you. You are you are well prepared for whatever is coming. Yep. Right. Your eyes and your J, your lowercase J's are <laughs> dotted. <laughs> sure. And your and your and your umlauts are dotted. As the J. saying goes. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> that old thing, that old chestnut, and, uh, and ducks, as we know, uh, Mama Duck walks, and all the little ducks follow right behind her in a little line. Right, they're in a row. Everything's in order. I think it just comes from that, from people's. It's a, it's a. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I agree guess. that ducks walk in a in a line. I'm glad you agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to make some concessions here. I guess Doc's walking a lie. <laughs> um, but I just didn't know how that was connected to 
orderliness. I guess the ducks are being very well behaved. Yeah. I think it's so you can murder them. <laughs> Just line them up so you can shoot them really easy? That's correct. You're, you're going with the the, uh, the recent undegoogable trend of everything is bad. <laughs> everything is bad origin. You can just run so over think, all the ducks at one time. line at the duck farm, <laughs> at the foie gras mill. <laughs> sure. Just cut off a bunch of duck heads right as they walk in with the little mini guillotine. Yeah, less mm-hmm. that I think than, than than trying to shoot them out of the air. Um, so if you have, you know, if you can get them so that they are kind of lined up. All right, because they fly in like a V. Yes, kind of or something. They do. Fly you know, in you're a v. you're throwing buckshot at them, so you're increasing your odds of hitting your target. Get your ducks in a row, and then you can just shoot right. one shot. That's pretty good. I like that. I do like that. <laughs> any chance this, this relates to uh, to duck hunt in any way? Should yeah, I, it, it no. might have come out. The phrase might be there before duck hunt, but uh, okay. it could be wrong. So, um, do we have a timeline on this? Uh, when 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 did when did uh, when did we invent ducks? <laughs> uh, when did they start lighting up in were, rows? <laughs> ducks go back at least if. If we are to believe Monty Python, which, of course, is the historical, uh, you know, record of note. um, Sure. Ducks at least existed in the, you know, the Dark Ages there because they were used to tell witches apart from non-witches. That's right. That's right. Uh, What else floats in water? (laughs) Bridges. small pebbles. Churches. Bread. Bread. (laughs) A duck. A duck. Hi. So, if a duck weighs no, the no, same no. as a yeah. witch... Okay, we've gone off the rails. Okay. We could be here for days. <laughs> Joey, you have any thoughts on this? Of, uh... When ducks were invented. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, do you th- when did they start lining up in a row for us? Maybe that's when it's... Yeah. Or, okay, I mean, what about the game Duck, Duck, Goose? We all That's a kind of a, a, a kid's game, and we all... Or an order, orderly fashion for that one. It's just an undegoogable within an undegoogable. Well, no, I'm just trying to come up with an origin for the phrase. I think it's still I could I, that could be the the game I could think be the origin ducks of the in a row. Okay, so if it's if it's Harper's thing, then it probably goes back to like I'm gonna go Victorian England okay. again. Duck hunting, sure. We're Why in not? the realm of the fox hunt, and yeah. the, we're going out for goose hunting, and okay, yeah, I like that. But if it's ducks in a row, that's Pliny the Elder. Pliny like the Elder. Okay, I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because yeah, I have no idea. Ducks have been around as long as humans. I would assume. I don't know, but um, yeah, I feel like they've been around. Uh, I feel like I feel like it's the chicken or the egg question, right? The duck or a human? Which came first? Very uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm guessing this the 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 ducks in a row behavior has been around since, you know, you know from forever ever, um, to be specific. And 
But no, I, Jason, I like the, I like the you know the phrase going back to you know, Victorian. Victorian England seems about right. Okay, I like it. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Um, yeah, and I like the plight of the elder guests too. I think somehow these always end up being horse racing somehow, and I'm gonna go with 1800s horse racing. 1800s horse racing, interesting. Yeah, Did not see that. It's coming. somehow gonna be like it's somehow they 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 walk ducks around to train the horses. That's what I'm gonna go with. Mm. They do use like rabbits and like uh, yeah, it's the, like dogs like dog and stuff, racing, right, to yeah. keep them calm. Yeah. All right. Wait, sh- is that a duck? Mm, no. <laughs> no. No. Rabbits are not so ducks. <laughs> wait a second. Slow, Start wait, over. Slow, slow, slow. <laughs> All right. Okay. Ducks. According to ducksinarow.com. <laughs> which seems yes. to be the... <laughs> I just uh, made that site right now. So just revealing <laughs> source here. Until recently, it was thought that the phrase originated in the 1970s, notably in Stephen King's novel The Stand. What? What? Published in 1978, where King used the phrase, line up one's ducks. It was later found in a 1932 edition of the Washington Post, and the earliest known reference is from a November 1889 issue of The Plain Dealer, Mm, Cleveland. Cleveland. Uh, For some, the phrase conjures an image of bowling pins neatly aligned at the end of a bowling alley. Oh, like duck pin bowling. Mm Mm-hmm. In the early mm. 1900s, bowling pins were much shorter and fatter than the ones we now know and were often called ducks due to their waterfowl-like mm. appearance. This doesn't really say that it it comes from that. So, But that, uh, you could see that lining up the pins would be getting sure. your ducks in a row. Grammarist goes with... They just throw out a bunch of things. Grammarist goes with... It could be that the way that the tin ducks are lined up in a shooting gallery, like at the carnival. Oh. Um, And also, a third possibility comes from actual ducks and the way in which ducklings line up when following their mothers. Hmm. Seems like, according, yeah, etymologists do not know the origin. Except that they're pretty sure Stephen King didn't make it up. (laughs) <laughs> We've learned that. Um, so not Pliny the Elder and not Stephen King. I'm just with happy no... it wasn't duck murder. Feels like <laughs> with, with no historical relevance to go off of, we may never know the true origin of the term. Aww. Uh-huh. How will I sleep tonight? Yeah. Uh, writers have suggested that the idiom comes from the game of pool, in which a ball in front of a pocket, an easy shot, is sometimes called a duck. To have a roll of balls ready to be potted was to have all of one's ducks in a row. So no ducks were injured in the in the this undergoogleable, correct? It is is, uh, and that usage may come from a uh, sitting duck, as in like an easy hunting target. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So almost getting back to Harper's. Yes. So Interesting. Somewhat truly undegoogleable here. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot more straightforward, but yeah, I'm, it never is. Yeah, I, I'm a little surprised it's so recent on some level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Hmm. All right. That was a good one. I mean, but but we don't know. But we don't know anything more than we did before. We well, we know that we don't know. Well, we know it goes back to at least eighteen eighty nine. Right, we got that. Right, and it's not horse racing, uh, and it's not we Stephen can probably King. Probably safely rule out horse racing and Stephen For King once. All right, shooting galleries. I like. The I like. Sh- that let's too. go. That let's go. That we were correct, and it's shooting galleries, which was basically Harper's idea. But yeah. I like that, too. In a carnival game format. So, back to the duck murder. (laughs) (laughs) But imaginary ducks. Ten ducks. Sure. Add some carnies. It's more of a duck hunt. Uh, You know, uh, video game idea. It's a game where you can never kill all the ducks and get the prize. Even even if you really want to. Right. Right, The last one's weighted. Right. Once I learned about the, uh, you know, how those games were rigged at the at the carnivals you know I, like particularly the basketball hoop you know you can walk around the side you can see that things a freaking oval and that mm. nobody's going to hit and it's those like sh- you know. tilted and like right. <laughs> you know well some of my childhood died right then you know <laughs> life isn't life isn't fair you know you know yeah, when I was happy. <laughs> you know when I my when childhood I kid, died. You know, when I was a kid, you know there was a bunch of fun characters running around McDonald's, you know selling me burgers and stuff, and they're all gone. They're all gone. That's right. Now I'm just loving it, right? <laughs> Did we? Okay, so we talked about the hamburger. What the heck was Grimace? Have we had this conversation? I don't think so. Okay. This sounds like another under Google. Yeah. What the heck is that's Grimace? That's a fair question in itself. It's just, what was Grimace? <laughs> and do we feel okay about Miss uh, Chicken McNugget? Um, <laughs> is that her name? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I like it. Should I be reminded of, of a cute little chicken when I'm eating a chicken nugget? I don't know. I mean, to me, that, that reminds me of, like, you know, the, the barbecue place where their logo is... is the pig. A pig pouring yep. barbecue sauce on itself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know she, she's out there she's like, eat, my, eat my brothers and sisters. <laughs> Simpsons episode when Lisa becomes a vegan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the pig is like, here, try me. <laughs> I'm delicious. <laughs> oh, that was the uh, the flying pig one there, right? Yep. Yeah. Just a little slimy. It's just, just a little a slimy. Just a little covered in dirt. All righty. Well, team, I think it's time to get running. Uh, appreciate uh, you guys hanging out. I Go thought we were. I, sorry, I thought we were done. We haven't done the outro yet, have we? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> like in my we head, I was Jason. editing. I'm like, how long should we go until I cut this? You know, sort of thing. <laughs> Uh, well, a little bit longer is the answer to that. Um, I'd like to thank you for listening. Not you, Colson. You're not listening. But, uh, everybody else, thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at undebeatablesfacebook.com. You know, you sing the song. You hadn't sung I, the song. I felt yet. like I'd sung it, you know? Like, I think right. I just really, I think in my I soul, I was, I'd sung it in my right. heart. 
Facebook.com slash The Unbeatables. Our website is TheUnbeatables.com. There's a contact form there. Uh, you can send us a message or an email. Shout out at TheUnbeatables.com. And uh, on the website slash store, gets you a, a t-shirt. For the architect, Donnie Walsh, and our once and always Hall of Fame coach, Bobby Sook Leonard. Turn out the lights, the party is over. That was really good. (laughs) (laughs) It was. Got to keep us on our toes here. I think last week I just said it, you know? Like, I got (laughs) to... You did. (laughs) Thanks for, uh, uh, you know, thanks for doing a great show last week without me. Um, Jason, you're an admirable host. Mm, Thank you. Big shoes to fill. Big shoes to fill. That's right. I don't think I can do it. I think automatically once you take over host duties, your uh, your your my voice register drops. Out. <laughs> it's a little deeper. <laughs> you sounded great. I don't know what it was. But, uh, Welcome, Pacer fans. Yeah. <laughs> In a world. <laughs> Just use the Joey effect on my audacity. It works out great. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all you need to do. Just look it. That's right. The Joey filter. You know, we, we have enough um, video or video. We have enough uh, audio at this point that I could just like put Joey in when uh, in episodes he's not available. Sure. Oh yeah. You could just bring like up a lot of work. You could just you, bring you up topics and things, and we can ignore them because <laughs> we're doing our own show and you're not really there. <laughs> this week we're talking about, and then we just don't do any of it. Yeah, that'd be great. Just go off the rails like we normally do. Yeah, I, I guess mean, it would probably it seem sus- fairly normal. <laughs> It'd be yeah, suspicious exactly. if you didn't do it that <laughs> That's way. Right. If we started answering your questions, people would know something was right. going wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, dear. We are... Hold on. We're holding on. Is your cat all right? One cat, uh, one cat is... Uh, in abject terror, and the other one is up to trouble. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you? There's nothing you can do from there that's any good. All right, we're just gonna go with this, and then if he does something stupid, we'll hope deal for the with best. It yep. Right. We are back. God, stop looking at me, dude. <laughs> He's like perched above my computer, just his head looking over, just staring you down. Yeah, he like licks himself and then waiting he looks for at the me. moment to pounce. <laughs> <I know. laughs> All right.